Hello again, wrestling fans, and welcome to episode number five of This Week in History. Uh, this week, we are going to look at the rich history of wrestling with the dates January 15th through the 21st. Uh, if you've been joining us the last couple of weeks, we said we we're going to get towards Royal Rumble time, and it is happening this week. There is a lot of Royal Rumbles and some birthdays to get into, and... I want to thank each and every one of you who are joining us, whether it's on YouTube, Facebook, or uh, in our audio versions, wherever you get your podcasts from, whether it's Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and everywhere else. We definitely appreciate this, and we encourage you to like and subscribe so you can always get the latest episodes in your Dropbox or notifications. But we do need to get uh, this going, and if best way to do it is bringing in our historian jonesy how are you today jonesy in niagara falls i'm doing fantastic i'm not really a historian i just google a lot of stuff uh wikipedia um cage side wrestling is another one uh so that's uh, where a lot of my content comes from eventually I'll, I'll write that down maybe we can have that at the end of where i get all my crap and some of it's just not from my memory, because that ain't good, but uh, I attended a lot of these events, so when I read them, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah my, myself as well, and uh, whenever I also uh, notice things uh, that different people uh, post uh, throughout the uh, different uh, groups that I'm involved with with uh, Facebook, uh, there's old school wrestling, a uh, couple of different other ones, uh, wrestling nerds. Uh, the signature spot uh, also uh, does a lot of this week in history, just little blurbs and a picture. And so I kind of make note of that and hope that you've got that included when uh, we end up doing these shows. So, uh, yeah, it's great that we're able to provide this content and be able to uh, catch people up on history and look back at some of the great and, well, not so great time, especially if we look at uh, WCW's dying days of uh, wrestling. Yeah, that was sad. Sad times for them. Yep, very much so. So if you're ready to uh, dive in, I have my list up here as well, and we can start going. All right, here we go. This is from January 15th to the 21st. Let's go back to January 15th, and we're going to start at 32 years ago today. WWE presented the first pay-per-view Royal Rumble 89 from the Summit in Houston, Texas. Included on the show featured a pose down between the Ultimate Warrior and Ravishing Rick Rude. Some of the matches were Jim Duggan and the Hart Foundation, Bret Hart and Jim Neidhart, defeated Dino Bravo and the fabulous Rougeau, Jacques and Raymond, 2-1 in a best-of-three falls match. Rock and Robin defeated Judy Martin to retain the WWF Women's Championship. Haku defeated Harley Race. And Axe and Smash of Demolition, um, uh, one and two with Big John Studd last eliminating Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase to win the Royal Rumble match. I'm not sure what who meant that must be a edit problem on my behalf. Well, that uh, Royal Rumble also uh, featured the... Uh, more of the 
building tension between Macho Man Randy Savage and Hulk Hogan, where uh, Hogan accidentally got rid of Savage. Savage got back in the ring and into uh, Hogan's face. Elizabeth had to calm things down. They finally gave the handshake, and they left. And it was only, what, maybe two, three weeks later that we uh, saw the uh, February uh, Friday night main event. Uh, which obviously will be coming up in a couple weeks uh, in this week in history, but that's when uh, Savage went through the ropes and the uh, landed on Elizabeth, and the mega powers exploded. But this was definitely one of those marks, yeah, in the uh, build-up to uh, towards that. We saw Hogan picking up Elizabeth at SummerSlam, and the. Uh, green-eyed monster coming out in Savage. Well, this was another one, and uh, great uh, booking as far as I'm concerned. And when it gets your approval, it means it's good. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, see, that, this, is what happen- this is what happens when you do a typo on Demolition. It's Axe and Smash Drew, D-R-E-W, one and two. And actually, I remember that that was really cool when uh, they uh, did that. So we're going to continue here. 15 years ago today, TNA presented Final Resolution from the Impact Zone at Universal Orlando. Sean Waltman defeated Raven in a Raven's Rules match. Larry Zabisco was the special referee. Bobby Roode defeated Ron Killings. Samoa Joe defeated Christopher Daniels to retain the TNA X Division Championship. And Christian Cage and Sting defeated Jeff Jarrett and Monty Brown. Nine years ago today, Primo and Epico defeated Air Boom, Evan Bourne, and Kofi Kingston to win the WWE Tag Team Championship. It's a happy 34th birthday to twice Shimmer Tag Team Champion and Shimmer Champion, Nicole Matthews. Born in Coquitlam, British Columbia, Canada, Nicole made her professional debut in February 2006. A month later, she debuted for the Supergirls Wrestling, a subsidiary of NWA Extreme Canadian Championship Wrestling. In October 2006, she would win the championship in a three-way match involving Nettie Hart and Victoria Vice. Her most famous work came with Shimmer Women Athletes. She joined the company in October 2007 when Portricia Perez needed a tag team partner. The duo would form the Canadian Ninjas or the Canadian National International Nation of Jalapeno Awesomeness in May 2009. The Ninjas uh, defeated Ashley Lane and Neva to win the Shimmer Tag Team Championship. They would hold the championship for nearly 700 days, not losing them until March 2011 when they were defeated by Haruyo Masamoto and Masikaki Ohata. Masikaki. That one's a hard one. Matthews would win the Supergirls Championship for the third time in 2010, holding it for nearly a year before being defeated by KC Spinelli. Two scoops. On April 18, 2014, Nicole Matthews, with the help of a fireball to Medicine Eagle's face, won a four-fatal four-way elimination match to become the new Shimmer champion. It's pretty, go ahead. She was actually here in London, Ontario, uh, during the Canusa Classic uh, nice. in 2019, uh, representing Team Canada. 
and uh, got to meet her uh, during that time. I was also uh, part of uh, Comic-Con here in London. And uh, yes. uh, year that was, that was the first year I believe yeah. I moved over, moved over across the street. Yeah, and then also uh, Nathan, uh, one of our friends was uh, able to uh, drive her from the uh, hotel uh, along with a couple of other uh, girls on that show, I was able to uh, drive Jordan Grace and uh, Lufisto, but he had nice. uh, yeah Matthews and uh, Nicole in his car. So really good uh, ladies uh, to meet. Yeah, and uh, it's yeah. it's fun when you get to drive uh, celebrities around. Um, uh, my wife, she got to uh, drive. Uh, um, uh, oh man, I just forgot his name. Oh well, it's gone. It is so gone. Growing pains. That guy. Uh, Alan Thick. Alan Thick. My God. Uh, yes, uh, she got to uh, drive him, and then uh, he died uh, a few months later. Yikes! Um, it's a happy thirty-fourth birthday too uh, for Barbara Jean. Blank, known these days as Barbie Blank. She's best remembered as WWE diva Kelly Kelly. It's a happy 51st birthday to pro wrestler businessman commissioner on TV, Shane Brandon McMahon. Born in Gaithersburg, Maryland, Shane is a fourth generation member of the McMahon wrestling family. Shane began with WWE at age 15 in their company warehouse. Uh, filling out merchandise orders uh, at age 19, Shane made his first television appearance as referee Shane Stevens at the 1989 Survivor Series. Uh, once I get hooked up again uh, to uh, proper internet, uh, I'm, I'm going to so watch that. I, I'm, I've seen that event many times, but I never, so I want to see that. So we're going to move on now to January 16th. 29 years ago today in Jacksonville, Florida, Arn Anderson and Bobby Eaton defeated Ricky Steamboat and Dustin Rhodes to win the WCW World Tag Team Championship. 21 years ago today, WCW presented Sold Out. The original card for the event was heavily changed due in part to the concussions that Jeff Jarrett and Bret Hart suffered. Both men were forced to vacate their championships. Hart's WCW title and Jared's U.S. Uh, States title. Also, note this would be the final event for Chris Benoit, who along with Perry Saturn, Dean Malenko, and Eddie Guerrero were on their way to greener pastures with the WWF. And some of the matches on that fantastic card. <coughs> Billy Kidman defeated Dean Malenko, which was, I'm sure, a good match, in a Dungeon Rules match. Oklahoma, uh-oh, here comes the crap, defeated Medusa to win the WCW Cruiserweight Championship. Billy sure. Kidman defeated Saturn in a bunkhouse uh, bunk, bunk house brawl. Get something? Oh, no, it was just garbage with uh, Oklahoma. Uh, I think oh, Oklahoma. Uh, yeah. the Ooh. girls uh, ended up dousing him in barbecue sauce. Uh, it was just a really horrible uh, rendition, making fun of JR and his uh, Bell's palsy and uh, former writer yeah. Herrera. Just uh, Fat, Fatty Billy, actually down in Oklahoma. I might have remembered him. He came up for a wrestling show years ago. I think it was at the fairgrounds. It was really, anyways. I seen him a couple times. Pen pal, real good friend of mine. Uh, he uh, gave this match actually a zero. So, no, it was bad. 
Uh, Billy Kidman defeated Saturn in a bunkhouse brawl. Buff Bagwell defeated Diamond Dallas Page in a last man standing match. The Wall defeated Billy Kidman in a steel cage match. Kevin Nash defeated Terry Funk in a hardcore match to become the new WCW commissioner. Chris Benoit defeated Sid Vicious by submission to win the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. Arn Anderson was the special referee. A replay the next night, however, showed Sid had one of his legs under the bottom rope, meaning the belt was vacated. 16 years ago today, in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, Lavrice's staunts Rob Conway and Sullivan Grignier defeated William Regal and Jonathan Coachman, substituting for Eugene, who was out with a dislocated left patella. Man, that hurts. To win the World Tag Team Championship. 16 years ago today, TNA presented Final Resolution. Three live crew, BG James, Conan, and Ron Killings defeated Christopher Daniels, Kazarian, and Michael Shane. Dustin Rhodes defeated Kid Cash. Jeff Hardy defeated Scott Hall. Roddy Roddy Piper was the special guest referee in that match. America's Most Wanted Chris Harris and James Storm defeated Team Canada, Bobby Roode, and Eric Young to win the NWA World Tag Team Championship. AJ Styles defeated Chris Sabin and Petey Williams in an Ultimate X match to win the TNA X Division Championship. And the main event was Jeff Jarrett defeating Muddy Brown to retain the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Twelve years ago today, WWE gave the red flag to Robert Howard, best known to wrestling fans as Bob Howard Cower Holly. In addition to the six WWF hardcore titles, Holly was a three-time tag champion with three different partners and an NWA World Tag Team Champion as one half of the new Midnight Express with bodacious Bart Gunn. Holly was also a trainer and a dick on the Tough Enough series. Nine years ago today on Raw, Jack Swagger defeated Zack Ryder to win the WWE United States Championship. Seven years ago today, TNA presented Genesis from the Von Braun Center in Huntsville, Alabama. The event would be the last for Sting and TNA, who had been with the company since 2003. His contract expired a month later and was not renewed. Sting ended losing both his matches to EC3 and Magnus that night and was fired from TNA. Hmm. It's a happy birthday, 51st birthday for Richard Bognar, Wrestling as a Titan and Big Titan on the Canadian Independent Circuit and Japan's former martial uh, arts wrestling and wrestle and romance. Uh, Bogner is remembered uh, in WWF as the fake Razor Ramon. Uh, Bogner uh, returned to Japan following his fake Razor gig and joined NWO Japan. Uh, he suffered a neck injury in a match against Sh Shinya Hashimoto in uh, 1998 and would retire one year later. Yeah, sadly enough, he ended up passing away September 20th, oh. uh, 2019 uh, in Calgary. So he was actually born and uh, died in Calgary, uh, Alberta. Oh, so, so, so he, this guy actually died? Yes, Oh, so it would have been, it would have, see, that's my typo. It would have been his 51st birthday. It would have been, it would. I'm just going to put what is when I go back to these to edit and make questions out of them and whatnot. There we go. Okay. It well, would be. Okay, so let's uh, see if I. 
have any more errors in here. Uh, today would have been the 79th birthday to the man considered by many the greatest athlete of the 20th century, Muhammad Ali. Uh, uh, of course, he was at the first WrestleMania. And no, oh, see, I must have an old version here. Because this says it's still to edit. Uh-oh. But that's okay. Okay. January 17th, we got 30 years ago today in Yokohama. Uh, Big Van Vader defeated Tasumi Fujinama Nami to win the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. 27 years ago today in New York City, Rick Steiner and Ludwig Borga fought to a double countout. Borga rumored to be in line for a WWF Championship push. Injured his ankle in the match and would never wrestle for the WWF again. Later during the event, the Quebecers Jacques and Pierre defeated the one 2 the Kid and Marty Jannetty to win the WWF Tag Team Championship. Yeah, it's so, years Go ahead. it's so hard to believe that's PCO in this picture besides Jacques Rougeau compared to what uh, PCO looks like uh, today. But yeah, yeah, they're, yeah, they're the Quebecer, and yeah, just amazing how things have changed and his whole look and all that. I saw. I got to see PCO actually uh, live at a smash event in uh, Toronto. All right. I just continue on here. Everything is edited. I just must have not erased it. All right. So 22 years ago today, WCW presented Sold Out. Uh, Chris Jericho defeated Saturn. With the loss, Saturn was forced to wear a dress for 30 days. And he liked it. Uh, David and Ric Flair defeated Barry Windham and Kurt Henning. And Bill Goldberg pff, defeated Scott Hall in a ladder and taser match. Ugh. Exactly. 21, yes. 21 years ago today on Nitro, Jeff Jarrett was uh, awarded by new commissioner Kevin Nash the WCW United States Championship. Nash won the job from Terry Funk at the previous night, sold out. Uh, Jarrett would hold the title until the company-wide storyline reboot would strip everyone of their dignities in April. Uh, did it, did it, oh, yeah, and um, where did Benoit go when he just won the championship the night before? Uh, this could actually be a, um, a talk, topic that I don't know if you want to do this. Sean, you remember this stuff more than I do. Yeah, exactly. it was kind of it was kind of a weird uh, situation on that one because he ended up winning the uh, title and then all of a sudden dropped it uh, or disappeared because they ended up leaving uh, WCW for uh, WWE. And it was a whole group of them that uh, did so. Uh, as you mentioned earlier, the Radicals being uh, Benoit, Malenko, Saturn, and Guerrero. And I guess as well, Shane Douglas and maybe Conan thought that they were going to be a part of the whole deal. But, you know, bad reputations with those two uh, in former uh, dealings with WWE did not appreciate themselves uh, to being included with that uh, jump. And it was only uh, the four that ended up uh, getting their actual release from WCW and immediately showed up on uh, Raw. But, yeah, just weird. You know, it's, actually good. it's good to actually hear uh, uh, good stories because uh, 
Benoit in, in this situation actually left in support of his compadres. And he even offered before he, like he got fired, but he offered, I will go out there and job to, I forget who it was, I job to whoever. And they said, no, just leave the belt here. And yeah, I think that's why, that's why WCW failed. Oh, exactly. Like because they, just, they, they, they didn't like, Benoit was willing to do that. That's pretty good. Yep. Well, unfortunately, we know uh, the rest of the history with uh, Chris. But yeah, it, it but I don't one. think I don't think we always have to mention that because yes, he did that horrible thing. But that was future Benoit. That wasn't the Benoit that was quote quote normal at the time or whatever. So for me, that other stuff, you know what? Eh. Exactly. It happens. That's why he it happens. It's awful, but it happened. That's why he was included in Fantasy Warfare uh, tournament with the uh, U.S. titles. Uh, you know, it's it's a big gray area and finding a balance between do you talk about him or don't you? And well, well, do you think do you think that in in the wrestling language, along with uh, our own language, that Benoit is almost a swear word now? Or a word that you say, and some people are like, oh, 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 oh. Somewhat, in, uh, depending on what uh, angle you look at it. And, you know, you can say that, hey, he did all this stuff, but was he in his right mind? Yeah. You know, so. Oh, no. Obviously, he was not. If he, if he was in his right mind, he would have recorded the whole thing. That's what he would have done. There you go. So we'll carry on with... Test. Oh, right. Uh, Oh, that one. 21 years ago today, on Raw's War from New Haven, Connecticut, uh, Test defeated the big boss man to win the WWF Hardcore Championship. 11 years ago today, TNA presented Genesis from the Impact Zone at Universal Orlando. This event was noted for being the first under the Hogan-Bischoff regime, which meant the switch to a boring four-sided ring. I hated that. Uh, Tara defeated ODB to zip in a best-of-three falls match to win the TNA Knockouts Championship. Matt Morgan and Hernandez defeated the British Invasion, Brutus Magnus and Doug Williams to win the TNA World Tag Team Championship. And AJ Styles defeated Kurt Angle to retain the TNA belt. Five years ago today, Michael Sharp, best known to wrestling fans as Iron Mike Sharp. No, 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 no. Thank you. Uh, Died in his apartment in his hometown of Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. He was 64. Uh, Born October 28, 1951, Sharp was a second generation wrestler. His father and uncle were both wrestlers. He grew up in California, but eventually moved back to Canada to live with his mother. Trained by Dewey Robinson, Sharp would become successful on the tag team circuit, winning the NWA Canadian Tag Team Championship twice for Gene Kaniski's NWA All-Star Wrestling. After moving to Louisiana, Sharp won the Mid-South Wrestling Louisiana Championship twice and the Mississippi Championship once. Sharp is best known for his time in the World Wrestling Federation, joining the company as Canada's greatest athlete in January of 83. Sharp got a sizable push with Captain Lou as his manager and actually challenged Bob Backlund for the WWF championship. 
uh, but would not win it. After that, he became the lovable no-no-no jobber of the WWF of the 80s. And ladies and gentlemen, we have a moment of silence for him. No, 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 no. Almost silence. Anyway, Hamilton returned in Hamilton and... 2007, that summer while on a landscaping job, he suffered a cut that would get infected. No, no, no. Uh, the cut confirmed, uh, confined him to a wheelchair and would live in a basement apartment uh, where he became a recluse for the remainder of his life. He allowed himself to be filmed only once in his final years in 2015 as part of a tribute to Angela Mosca Sr. On January 17, 2016, Sharp died in his apartment of an undisclosed illness in Hamilton. He was 64. What a shame. Yeah, it was a shame. He was he was one of the best jobbers. Because he was a big he was a big guy. Um, and he kinda was popular there not popular but um he had a good run there for a bit they actually let him win some big matches and all that but in the end he became a jobber yep sometimes the best jobbers could have been great um uh, much greater than they became um 50 years ago today in new york city ivan koloff defeated bruno sammartino to win the wwf championship this win and San Martino's WWF championship run at 2,803 days, um, by far longer than anyone in the history of the promotion. 23 years ago today, WWF presented the Royal Rumble 98. Here they come. The show is noted for Shawn Michaels taking a backdrop onto the casket early on in the WWF Championship casket match, causing him to suffer a back injury that would force him into retirement for many moons just two months later. The Rock defeated Ken Shamrock by DQ to retain the WWF IC belt. The Legion of Doom defeated the New Age Outlaws, Billy Gunn and Road Dog by DQ in a WWF Tag Championship match. Steve Austin last eliminated The Rock to win the Royal Rumble match. And Shawn Michaels defeated The Undertaker in a casket match to retain the WWF World Heavyweight Championship. Post-match, Kane torched the casket, but no crispy remains in the burnt-out casket. Would be future trouble for Kane. Uh, some fun facts here. Uh, Steve Austin became the second straight back-to-back -back Royal Rumble winner. And uh, the third of the 90s, Hogan went back-to-back -back in 90 and 91, while Sean, two Rumble wins, came in 95 and 96. Mick Foley uh, became the first and only man to enter the Royal Rumble match three times under three different gimmicks. And The Rock's 51-minute performance in the Rumble match was, at the time, the third longest by a non-winner, and that's behind Rick Martel and Bob Backlund. 21 years ago today, at a Thunder taping in Ez Evansville, Indiana, the Mamelukes, uh, Big Vito, and Johnny the Bull defeated Crowbar and David Flair to win the WCW World Tag Team Championship. 18 years ago today, Edward George Farhat uh, best known to wrestling fans as the Sheik, a.k.a. the original Sheik, died of a heart attack in Williamson, Michigan. He was 76. Farhat is credited as a pioneer of the hardcore wrestling style and is the uncle of ECW legend Sabu. January 19th. 
30 years ago today, WWF presented Royal Rumble 91. This is the last WWF pay-per-view to air on Saturday night. Uh, the Rockers, Marty Jannetty and Shawn Michaels defeated the Oriented Express, Kato and Tanaka. Sergeant Slaughter defeated the Ultimate Warrior to win the WWF Championship, and actually it was a pretty good match. Uh, Ted DiBiase and Virgil defeated Dustin Rhodes and Dusty Rhodes. Uh, Hulk Hogan won the Royal Rumble match, last eliminating Earthquake. Brett and Dino started the match. That's uh, Royal Rumble is actually one of my favorites uh, for a full event. Their poster was awesome. Uh, was uh, the whole rumble looking uh gang thing, the cartoon drawing? Yes. Uh, people are going to see it up on the screen right now. Um, it was back to back with those uh posters, but I love that poster. I almost wanted to do a t shirt in that same design with some Ontario uh indie uh, guys, mm. and I think that is one of the future uh shirt sort of designs I want to do. But, you know, you have an amazing match with the Rockers and the Orient Express. I love that match. I was a huge yeah. fan of Dustin Rhodes uh, when he first came in, uh, just because uh, he was somebody new to watch. And I was only uh, about five years into my fandom at that point. So it was like, oh, you know, somebody uh, watched a career of. Um, and plus, we you know, uh, talk about the Saturday Night's Main event where he got beat up by uh, oh, yeah. Virgil leading up to that match. And of course, then we end up seeing oh, Virgil turning on DiBiase finally and getting his independence. Like that was just such a great uh, thing. And then you also have Sherry Martell trying to plead with Warrior to give Savage a title shot and kind of looks like a little odd when she's on her knees. Uh, yes. with Warrior, and uh, yeah, but because he said no, I like that, yeah, because he said no, that's when Savage ended up uh, coming through with the scepter to the head, allowing Slaughter to win the title. And it was a weird looking title belt because of Warrior having it, it was on like a lilac uh leather, and of course, it led to Hogan winning a second Royal Rumble. And setting up uh, USA versus uh, Iraq. At, uh, and an honorable, in an honorable, sorry, go ahead. So, in my case, I love the, uh, the 91 edition from the mid card uh, or the undercard to the actual Rumble match. And uh, let's give some credit to Grilla Monsoon, who sold the shit out of that. Uh, that's one of my favorites. Um, uh, moments of his voice just the pandemonium um so 24 years ago today WWE presented yet another royal rumble in 1997 the show featured wrestlers from mexico's triple a promotion a lot of them were in three different dark matches uh before the show hunter hearst helmsley defeated gold dust to retain the wwf ic belt bader defeated the undertaker El, that's right. Someone actually beat The Undertaker once in a while. Uh, El Kinek, uh, Hector Garza, and Pedro Aquayo, that's not bad, defeated Furza uh, Guerrera. Man, I'm going to take some Mexican freaking classes or something just so I can. My, I can't make those with my mouth. 
uh, heavy metal and Jerry Estrada. Can't, why can't they all just be called like heavy metal and Jerry Estrada? Uh, Steve Austin last eliminated Bret Hart to win the Royal Rumble match. And Shawn Michaels defeated Psycho Sid to win the WWF Championship. Uh, three so years ago today, you're going to say something. Yeah, uh, we need to go back a slight bit uh, before we uh, uh, jump. Uh, the 92 Royal Rumble is on the list. And hmm. uh, that one's always been uh, basically acclaimed as one of the best Royal Rumbles that people uh, remember. Uh, another one of the posters that was uh, done with uh, the cartoonish uh, coming through the alley type deal. Um, so I'll let you get to that point. Uh, but yeah, uh, it was just uh, one of the uh, other back-to-back -back Royal Rumbles. Uh, the undercard, mm -hmm. people remember uh, the post uh, talk from our interview with Ric Flair. And of course, uh, Gene Orkelane uh, wondering who lit the cigarette and put it out. So yeah, if you want to talk, to, uh, tell everybody about the '92 Royal Rumble. It's all yours. Did I did I skip that there? Yes, oh, I did. Oh, how did I do that? That's cool. Because okay. I really the Royal Rumble. Oh, that's okay. Um, Twenty-five years ago today, WWF presented, "Hey, the Royal Rumble '92." The winner of this Rumble feature would win the WWF Championship, uh, which set up for every year that it would be for a title shot. Uh, the new foundation, Jim Neidhart and Owen Hart, defeated the Orient Express, Kato and Tanaka. And this is a very good match. Uh, I'm telling you, the, the uh, Orient Express, they had some great matches. Uh, Roddy Piper defeated the Mountie by submission to win the WWF IC belt. And Ric Flair, of course, last eliminated Sid Justice to win the Royal Rumble match and uh, the WWF championship. Bulldog and Million Dollar Man would start the Rumble. Uh, notes on this one was the Rumbles that followed had the winner be guaranteed a world championship match at WrestleMania, usually in the main event. Hey, I already said that at the beginning. Uh, Ric Flair lasted a full hour, and Hogan is a sore loser for cheating Sid out of the win. I'm telling you, that's one of those. I look back on that, and Hogan, he was he was bad all along. He's just a spoiled brat. Well, come on. He uh, did that with Sid, who was supposed to be famed for as well. And that basically turned Sid heel, but why? Hogan screwed him over, but Hogan would always eye rake, back rake. Oh, uh, yeah. Like the guy was a heel, but people loved him, and children were encouraged to be like him. I I don't get it myself. And then, like I said, the um, whole thing with Ric Flair at the end, Bobby Heenan. Uh, well, Bobby Heenan was amazing uh, with the commentary in this because when yes. Rick Flair came out number three, Bobby Heenan nearly died and was just like killing himself each time Rick Flair got close to being tossed over and how he played that the whole uh, hour, basically, that Flair was out there was awesome uh, in itself. Then you had the three of them, including uh, Hennig backstage, you're getting interviewed by uh, Mean Gene, and you get Ric Flair uh, saying, with a tear in my eye, this is the greatest night of my life, and this is the only title that matters. And he had shown up in WWE with the NWA title at the uh, time, so he did his part by putting it over top of the NWA, not only the fact that he was kicked off at them, but uh, 
when you got somebody of that caliber who was always known as the NWA champion saying that this is the best title, you kind of have I, to. I, I, I read for um, uh, a few days ago, it might be in next week's um, uh, wrestling history, that the belt uh, wasn't the NWA belt uh, for a while. Like at first, I think it was, but when he started bringing it to arenas and that, it was actually a different belt. I can't remember what belt it was, yeah. but then they just blurred it out on TV. So it looked like it was the NWA belt, but it wasn't because of um, lawsuit and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, they were doing that. Uh, and it, there is a picture online uh, somewhere. I think I mentioned it actually last week was that oh. it's a, uh, uh, <laughs> it's a WWF uh, tag team title that he's wearing. And they just blurred that out to make it uh, continue like he was carrying the big gold. Mm-hmm. So here we go. I think we're back on 23 years ago today on Raw's War. Former heavyweight boxing champion Mike Tyson makes his WWF debut. Uh, I guess at the previous night's Royal Rumble, Vince McMahon was set to announce Tyson's role at WrestleMania 14 when Royal Rumble match winner Stone Cold Steve Austin interrupted proceedings and confronted Tyson. Tyson shoved Austin and all hell broke loose. It made national headlines as the confrontation was among the most talked about sports uh, uh, stories and sports in the days that followed. Mike Tyson didn't uh, need any boxing gloves to draw a pay-per-view audience. Uh, WrestleMania 14, uh, two months later, was bought by 730,000 homes, more than triple the number of homes of WrestleMania 13, and was a key moment in the resurgence of the WWF. Yeah, this week on uh, 83 Weeks, uh, Eric Bischoff uh, did a uh, watch-along with Conrad Thompson of that episode because Bischoff had never seen it. And even though when you look at the numbers that uh, Conrad brought up, WCW still won the ratings war, but this was a huge swing in that, uh, as you mentioned. And Bischoff pointed out the fact that Tyson uh, being as hot as he was, just coming off the biting of the ear of uh, Holyfield. You got Steve Austin uh, coming out there. Vince McMahon in a different role than what people had normally seen him as because everybody knew him as the commentator at ringside. And even though he wasn't, uh, well, actually, he was Mr. McMahon by this point, but this was sowing seeds in his feud with Steve Austin, which was huge between McMahon and Austin and getting them both over. But you got to see Vince in that role and being so angry that uh, Steve did what he did. And it just was a perfect uh, tsunami, I guess, uh, to put together everything and what came about it paying off at WrestleMania was great. All right. Uh, this would be the, uh, oh, I'm sorry, 18 years ago. We got to start with that. Uh, WWE presented the Royal Rumble 2013. Uh, this would be the first uh, WWE branded Rumble and had 15 entrants from both Raw and SmackDown. The Dudley Boys defeated Nate Storm and William Regal to win the tag team, uh, the World Tag Team Championships. 
Uh, Scott Steiner defeated Triple H by DQ in a World Heavyweight Championship match. This was Steiner's first WWE match since leaving the company back in 1993, and it was a stinker. Brock Lesnar last eliminated The Undertaker to win the Royal Rumble match and a WWE Championship bout at WrestleMania. 14 years ago today, former ECW champion, WCW tag team champion, and WrestleMania main eventer, Scott Bam Bam Bigelow was found dead in his home in Houston, Florida. He was 45. You know, when I have good night dreams, I dream of me and Bam Bam Bigelow on a nice little fishing boat there and just talking about wrestling and catching some whatever fish. All right, so January 20th. Oh, I think I missed someone. No, I didn't. So January 20th, 24 years ago today on Nitro, Macho Man Randy Savage uh, returns to WCW after a three-month absence and started the show with 20 minutes of Savage with a chair demanding justice in WCW because he got so-called blackballed, yada, yada, yada. Sting comes down, gives Macho Man uh, a nice old big old hug. Uh, Sting bat and turns his he turned his back on him, showing trust and love. Savage and Sting form bond. See, I, I, I'm terrible about reading this part. Um, so basically, Sting went and turned his back and gave the bat to Macho and like, hey, you can hit me or not hit me. And Macho went and didn't hit him, and they had a nice big old hug. And that was the start of a new friendship. Um, yeah, and then you know what? That, 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 that was when things started getting a little dumber and then you got the different colors NWO and blech. so 23 years ago today, wrestling legend Bobo Brazil dies of complications due to some nasty strokes. He was 74. He was born Houston Harris on um, July 10th, 1924 in Little Rock. Uh, he worked in a steel mill in his younger years before giving pro wrestling a shot. He was originally to be known as Boo Boo Brazil, but a typographical error on an advertisement led to Bobo's name uh, being Bobo. Uh, Brazil would eventually face many of the top stars of the time, including Keller Kowalski, Dick the Bruiser, Johnny Valentine, Bruno Sammartino, Bill Miller, and The Sheik. Uh, Brazil is credited with being one of the most influenced talents in professional wrestling history. In 1970, Brazil was involved in the first radically integrated match in the Atlanta Territory. He was a mentor to soul man Rocky Johnson. Brazil was a seven-time WWF United States champion and called it a career in 1993. Uh, the next year, he would be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. And... Um, uh, uh, rumor has it, not rumor, I chose the wrong word. Um, anyways, I'm going to skip that joke because I completely watched it up. Yes, 23 years ago today at a Raw is More taping, Owen Hart defeated Goldust, who was dressed as Triple H, to win the WWF European Championship. Commissioner Slaughter considered Goldust a suitable substitute for the injured Triple H, and despite his protests, this decision stood. 19 years ago today, WWF presented Royal Rumble 2002. William Regal defeated Edge to win the WWF IC belt. Ric Flair defeated Vince McMahon by submission in a street fight. Chris Jericho defeated The Rock to retain the WWF Undisputed Championship. 
And Triple H last eliminated Kurt Angle to win the Rumble match and an undisputed WWF Championship match at WrestleMania 18, which me and Sean were at. Yay, yay, yay. Um, of course, not in the same spot. Uh, no. Fun facts on this one. Stone Cold Steve Austin recorded seven eliminations in the match to bring his career total to 36, the most in Royal Rumble history at that time. Maven gets destroyed by The Undertaker for eliminating the dead man and Mr. Perfect, who had not wrestled in the WWF since 1993, entered the Rumble. 18 years ago today on Raw from Providence, uh, William Regal and Lance Storm defeated the Dudley Boys, Bubba Ray and Devon, to win the World Tag Team Championship. And rounding out this week, January 21st, 36 years ago in Hartford, Connecticut, oh wow, uh, the U.S. Express, Mike Rotundo and Barry Windham defeated the Northern South Connection, Adrian Adonis and Dick Murdoch, to win the WWF Tag Team Championship. 31 years ago today, WWF presented Royal Rumble 1990. This is one of my faves because Tony Schiavone calls it. Uh, Ronnie Garvin defeated Greg Valentine by submission in a submission match. Hulk Hogan last eliminated Mr. Perfect to win the Royal Rumble match. Uh, some of the facts in this one, uh, Ted DiBiase set the new mark for longevity for the Rumble in 1990 at 4427. The Hulk Hogan Ultimate Warrior battle during the Royal Rumble match provided all the setup needed for their eventual match at WrestleMania 6. This would be the last WWF pay-per-view called by Tony Schiavone. So I, I had this part highlighted because I didn't have a chance to Google it. Um, Shawn Michaels, was he actually only in that match for under a minute? I'm just wondering if you knew that one. Hello? Oh, I can't hear you. Oh, maybe my headset died. Here, give me a second. I got to undo the headset. No, you talked about that. I was actually muted. My apologies. Oh, there we go. Oh, that's okay. But, yeah. It's actually a legit thing because, uh, yeah, I didn't understand it myself. Shawn Michaels, tag team technician, in there very briefly. And then you see that he's a uh, two-time winner later on after uh, he you know, adopts the whole heartbreak kid thing. But to know that somebody, uh, the legend of Sean, that short, thankfully wasn't the shortest one like uh, Santino, Marella, or uh, Bushwhacker, uh, Butch, I think it was, or no, Luke, uh, with the short uh, time. But uh Yeah interesting uh, times it was a uh, good royal rumble itself i i definitely like the early uh, rumbles that uh, were going on at that time hot damn you're good i'm like this is taking a little longer than i thought and he just kept on rolling fantastic so 29 years ago today wcw presented clash of the champions 28 i believe Oh, sorry, 18. There you go. Um, the show is noted for WCW debut of Jesse the Body Ventura. The Steiner brothers Rick Steiner and Scott Steiner defeated Big Van Vader and Mr. Hughes. Flying Brian and Marcus Alexander Bagwell defeated Terrence Taylor and Tracy Smothers. And Mr. Hughes, actually, I loved him in WCW. He didn't have to do much. He just looked great. When he was a big guy, he looked great that 
uh, get up. When he went to WWF, he didn't have the weight, and I don't know, something was missing from him. Uh, PN News squishes Diamond Dallas Page. This is the first time I've actually seen Diamond Dallas Page. Um, Cactus Jack defeats uh, Van Hammer in a Great Falls Count Anywhere match. And Ricky Steamboat and Sting defeated Rick Rude and Steve Austin. I have watched this event probably more than any other event because this is one of the first events that I got from a friend uh, in public school. Uh, or Yeah, I think it was the last year of public school. And... Uh, he actually had satellite, and uh, he was able to tape uh, some wrestling stuff for me, and uh, it was fantastic. Uh, 25 years ago today, WWF presented Royal Rumble 96. Uh, Goldust defeated Razor Ramon to win the WWF IC belt. Shawn Michaels last eliminated Diesel to win the Royal Rumble match and a WWF championship match at WrestleMania. Two, uh, 12. Oh, I'm having trouble reading those now. The Undertaker defeated Bret Hart by disqualification in a WWF championship match. I actually just one the other day. Uh, Sorry? Decent uh, event. Uh, can't go wrong. Uh, though Jeff Jarrett against uh, Ahmed Johnson, no thank you. Yeah, that thankfully did not last too long. But uh, yeah, uh, The Undertaker and uh, Brad Hart, uh, Taker was wearing the mask at the time after getting his face busted from uh, uh, Mabel and Yokozuna, and that was the one of the last times he actually wore it. That started off the feud with uh, Diesel and uh, Undertaker. There was uh, that moment when uh, Diesel was uh, pissed off that he got eliminated by Sean, and they thought that he was going to go back into the ring and uh, destroy Sean. But uh, he ended up doing the two dudes with attitude high five instead. So uh, that set Sean on his boyhood dream route to go against uh, Brett in the Ironman match. You know, my boyhood dream was to become a Rubik's Cube solver in department stores. That nice. didn't work out. Department st stores were gone. Um, a couple of fun facts in this one. Uh, this is the first Rumble where they all the guys actually had um, entrance music. Uh, usually it was just the first two, but uh, and I, honestly, I I think especially when the video came around uh, at the only Rumble I've been at, that was the best part is all the entrances you get to see. Uh, anyways, so 24 years ago today, WCW uh, presented Clash of the Champions uh, 30. Four, uh, Dean Malenko defeated Ultimo Dragon uh, to win the WCW Cruiserweight Championship. Chris Benoit defeated the Taskmaster in a Donnie Brook of a Falls Count Anywhere match. And Lex Luger defeated Scott Hall by DQ. 20 years ago today, WWF presented Royal Rumble 2001. In a free show Sunday Night Heat match, Lowdown, D'Lo and Chaz defeated Kai and Tai, Taka and Fanaki to qualify for the Rumble. However, the members of Lowdown could not decide which member would go in the match, so the spot went to comedian Drew Carey. I thought this Drew Carey kind of maybe wasn't his fault, but I think that was kind of ruined, like a ruined a good spot for an actual wrestler. Uh, anyways, uh, the Dudley Boys, Bubba Ray and Devon Dudley defeated Edge and Christian uh, to the WWF Tag Team Championship. Chris Jericho defeated Chris Benoit in a ladder match to win the IC belt. And Kurt Angle defeated Triple H to retain the WWF championship. 
And in the Rumble match, Steve Austin last eliminated Kane to win the Rumble match uh, and a WWF Championship match at WrestleMania 7. Fun facts, uh, Steve Austin's win made him the first, and to this day, uh, only three-time Royal Rumble winner. Is that right, Sean? Yes, there's only been one three-time winner, and there right. six two-time winners. Not that I don't doubt my sources, but some of the stuff, I'm like, what? Really? Wow. Is that true? Uh, can't be. Uh, Kane eliminated 11 men in the match, breaking Hulk Hogan's 1989 and Steve Austin's 97 record for eliminations in a single Royal Rumble. Record stood for more than a decade before Roman Reigns eliminated 12 men in 2014 Royal Rumble match. 13 years ago today, WWE enters the high-definition era when Raw is broadcasted in HD for the very first time. Uh, and actually on this, um, they just announced they're going to 8K or something. Yeah, I think uh, that's uh, coming up. Yeah. And the first match in high definition uh, was actually Shawn Michaels uh, defeating Mr. Kennedy. Kennedy. Oh. That's awesome. Perfect. 13 years ago today, at an impact taping at Universal Orlando, Johnny Devine defeated Jay Lethal to win the TNA X Division Championship. Eight years ago today, WWE announces that longtime world champion Bob Backlund would be inducted to the WWE Hall of Fame. And to finalize it all, is a happy 38th to Maurice Mizian, Miz's wife. And that is all for this week in wrestling history. Again, uh, I'd like to thank Google uh, for helping contribute. Uh, and um, just uh, Wikipedia and, of course, the uh, Cage Side Wrestling site I go to for a big chunk of this stuff. Yeah, a lot of good outlets to uh, do uh, all that with. And at least we're able to yeah, combine it and into this uh half hour hour uh, long uh adventure down memory lane um yeah you put in your notes happy 38th birthday to maurice uh, mazanin and you put mrs wife with uh exclamation marks and uh yeah that guy and i you hear a lot of uh, people say billy kidman as well both of those guys married above their status like yeah. considering Billy Kidman was with Tori Wilson, and you got Mike the Miz Mizanin hooking up with Maurice, a former Playboy model, Canadian, uh, French Canadian uh, model turned wrestler. They met uh, while doing uh, the Diva Search, and now have two kids and multi seasons of Miz and Misses. You know, I, I do believe that uh, Miz actually, though, is better looking than Billy Kidman, especially when you go, what is Miz going to look like when he's older, like in his 60s? He's going to look like a salt and pepper 50-year-old. So, True. But, you know, I hope he looks like. Considering uh, them and the women they, they hooked up with, of course, Billy Kidman is no longer with Tori Wilson, but... Oh, and also, yeah, I consider David Flair hooking up with uh, Stacey Keebler, or even Test hooking up with Stacey Keebler. These guys are people who 
went to bat and hit a home run and unfortunately in a couple of cases didn't make it, but Ms. Maurice have. But is there a bigger, more shocking one than when um, Julia Roberts married that country singer? I can't remember his name right now, but fuck, yeah. I can't remember his name, but he's not a pleasant looking man. Um, oh, good singer, uh, not the most pleasant looking fellow. I think yeah. I remember what you're talking about, yeah. It's not in the wrestling realm, so my brain won't remember that. Yeah. No. But, yeah, so thank you once again for uh, doing all this research and uh, us uh, looking back at the rich history of wrestling. Uh, anything you'd like to plug before we uh, get out of here? Um, nothing much. I We will do a Royal Rumble trivia probably in the next week or two. That uh, if anyone wants to actually take part in that, if not, just watch and enjoy. Yep. Uh, so hopefully people want to be part of that. Uh, just a reminder that we are on just uh, the other night, put out episode number three of our uh, Fantasy Warfare Tournament's uh, Greatest Mid Carter. So far, we've done uh, NWA, WCW, United States Champion, WWF. Intercontinental Champion, and just released yesterday was uh, the WWE uh, United States Champion, so the last 20 years of that title, and our uh, final episode of that uh, block is going to be next week with the WWF Intercontinental Champion, so please join Stephen O'Neill, Chris Jones, and myself as we look back at those uh, championship uh, holders and uh, find out who was the best, and we'll uh, take the final four of each, or the winners of each uh, category, put them into a final four, and come up with hopefully what, at least in our opinion, is the greatest mid-card champion. And you can always uh, catch us on uh, Scumbags Wrestling Podcast every Thursday night at 8 o'clock, barring any illness or holidays, and uh, the, all our shows are available on YouTube, uh, Twitch, Facebook, and on podcast audio form, Stitcher, Spotify, Archive Radio, and anywhere else you get to your podcast from. Be sure to uh, reach out to us, scumbagswrestling at gmail.com. Facebook, we're at Scumbags Wrestling. We have Scumbags Wrestling podcast page. You can get us on Twitter and Instagram as well. So, once again, thank I like you. To, oh, sorry, I got to interrupt. I, gotta, I forgot to thank someone else. I forgot to thank Bell. Bell. Canada, thank you for for unknowingly paying for this episode as far as the internet because I had a little problem getting my internet here, so I'm I'm tethering on my phone, but uh, they agreed to pick up the bill. Uh, so I got to thank them. Very nice. Yeah, yeah, so thank you, Bell. But, uh, yeah, until next week, uh, thank you, and we are out of here.